to Hillcrest Church Audio. We hope today's message will help you grow. Um, we've said it a few times already this morning, but I want to say it again. Uh, welcome to Missions Month. It's, uh, we are on mission 365 days a year. This next 30 days is just a unique it's a special opportunity for us. It's one we look forward to all year. 30 days of acknowledging, celebrating, and recommitting to this work that we do alongside Jesus. A week of Missions Month. Now, if you haven't been around Christians or church very much, it could be that this word missions can sound alarming to some. For some, they associate it with some unsavory historical associations. And first, just let me say, I am sorry for any time this word or this idea has been misused by Christians around the world. But I just want to be clear that what we mean when we talk about mission or missions month, when you hear us saying it over and over, is simply this, the good and important assignment that has been given to us by Jesus. At the climax of his mission on earth, as he had been teaching and instructing these ideas for a while, but he began to give kind of final words to help people understand. And some of the most familiar is just after he had done this, he gathered his disciples, final words on earth, and he told um, every follower then and every follower who was to come, something like this. Hey, now that you have received the gift of total reconciliation back to God yourself, you've received this free gift of reconciliation. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 says, having received that gift, why don't you go? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey, or teaching them to walk, or be aligned into everything I just finished teaching you, or commanded you. And he says, surely, if you go do this, go tell, go teach them to walk aligned, I will be with you, I'll be with you in the midst of that, always, and to the very end of this good news telling season. Go, like, go is an action, interesting, all right, go. Go back to your home. <laughs> That's the simplest place to start. You don't even have to get on an airplane, you know, to just go return and go to your home. Go home and be on this mission with me and go into your neighborhoods and the byways of your community and go around the world to see people set free. In the same way you have been set free. To walk along Jesus and to share in life with him. Go, go tell this good news. Now, I want to be totally honest with you. Perhaps you've had this thought before. This won't be an original thought, but um, throughout scripture, I've often thought to myself, it feels like God could have done things much more efficiently by himself. Uh, this you go and do it thing seems like a mistake, primarily because I know myself. Go and get a milkshake is always like high somewhere on my list. But uh, it seems to me that God throughout human history has been dogged about participating 
with His most treasured creation. People. It's like He's a, like he's a father raising up kids to be about the family business of good news. He is not just a deity in the business of making sure everyone hears it. He is also in the business of raising up children who participate in the good news. Um, Webster's Dictionary defines missions pretty simply. It just says, a mission is a very important assignment. I think that's really good. I might even take it a step further than that. A mission is something ultimately worth doing. A mission is something worth living for, and possibly even dying for. Something ultimately worth it. The French have a cute little phrase for this, raison d'etre. And if you say it in French, it sounds more important. But maybe you've heard it before. Raison d'etre, a reason to exist. I think this is even a better reason. What is your reason to exist? What are your ultimate missions in life? Now, I want to grant that there are, there are lots of good reasons to exist. But among Christians, a central raison d'etre. Why, why leave us here? What are we doing? Why are we in these gatherings? What is this all about? A central reason for us to exist is to go and see all of God's children, all of them who he made and desires, all of those people in the community, all of the people around the world, even those who feel far from us, to be recovered home to him. I think that's an interesting question, you know, this reason to exist. In fact, I invite you just to take a moment. What makes your list of raison d'etre? Like if I just gave you a second, because there are more, what would you write? Here's the reasons I exist. Here's, Here's this, just take a second. What's on your list of reasons for life? That list is your mission. If I give you five minutes to write five things on that list, that list is your mission. That is the thing ultimately worth doing in your life. It is the thing worth living for, possibly even dying for. And it is a list worthy of serious consideration and honesty. (laughs) Like, uh, we must ask ourselves, like, do the right things end up on our list? And if the right things are on our list and we have a profound conviction towards them, are we living in ways that bring our list to fruition? It is one thing to have a list. I want to be a great dad. That's on my list. My boys are grown up now, but I'd still like to be a great dad. Uh, I'd like to be a great dad. But to be a great dad and ignore my sons, yeah, we see this, right? <laughs> like, to, if that's your reason to exist, then it's natural that you would do the things that would help man make this mission come to fruition. Well, I just want us to have that as our framework. That's what we're doing for the next 30 days. We are celebrating and defining and recommitting ourselves to the idea that at least among the Christians in this room, if I made a list of five things, we all share one. Now, we may not share all of them. Well, that would just be weird. 
<laughs> like, I'll go ahead and have my mission to love and support Jen for the rest of her life. You guys can leave that off of yours. Cool, she's like it, you know. Uh, but we have a if in a list of five, we all share a something, and that's what we're doing. We're sharing, we're celebrating this thing that we share together, this thing that we participate in with one another. Um, I'd like to take just a moment more to unpack this idea of participation, uh, because participation is a central idea that we participate in our faith. And we participate in our work with Jesus. Um, God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit invite us into the privilege of participating with them in their ongoing work. I think this is rather extraordinary. Again, the best image I have is a mother or a father raising their kids up in the family business. Like if moms, if you've taught your kids to make cookies, you know that's a messy business for a while, right? You know, like, uh, no, we don't put our hair in the cookie. But, you know, like they learn to make the cookie. So this idea of God teaching us to come alongside. And I love that we are not sent out on this mission, you know, kind of looking back over our shoulders as God shoes us out of heavenly peace. Off you, you know, off you pop, out on mission. Uh, instead, the idea is he's, he's out on mission. He takes us by the hand and he invites us onto the great adventure with him still in the lead. And that friendship with Jesus by the Holy Spirit means he is still leading this mission that we participate in. A few moments ago, we read this famous commissioning statement of Jesus. Go and make this go. Like, you know, go, go out and do this. There's a couple of interesting things about that. But what I'd like to observe is Jesus says, go. And then he says, stop. You should go. Wait, go. Wait a second. Because he wants to make a point. He says, you should go, but before you go, wait. I want you to wait until the Holy Spirit comes so obviously on you that you know you're going with me. And if you try to go off on your own, you might make a mess of it. Isn't that funny? Who has ever got a uh, go wait from Jesus? You don't have to raise your hand, but that feels to me like his modus operandi. You should totally go later. (laughs) Like, I want to make sure we're, you know, wait for a second. Let's make sure we're on the same page. And he says... Let's do this. Let's spend some time getting ready. Then I will send the Holy Spirit, and he will be your guide to share the good news. Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Spirit comes on you, and then you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Let me paraphrase. We will do this together. Participate. I just love this idea of participation. We Because of the Holy Spirit in us, we participate with God in what God is doing. And we participate with one another. Here we are, all in a room, you know, on this. We we do this together, and we get to participate often with people we don't even know very well, like these far-flung strategic partners. Like, here we are, and you're in Uzbekistan, and we've seen you on the screen, but nevertheless, we are united together, us to God, us to each other, us to these people all around the world. And all these lines of interconnection, when I think about them, I am charmed anew with the beauty and power of our mission. This interconnected work all around the globe that we do with Jesus, hand in hand, participating as he leads. Um, I want to spend my last few minutes just talking about some brass tacks that we 
participate together in Missions Month. And it's nice, you know, we participate together. Let me name a few ways that we can really do this. Participate with God, participate with each other, and participate with these partners that we have around the world. And I've just got five quick things, and you can just tick them off on one hand. We'll count them down together. And I really hope that you'll commit to these. Um, The first way to do that is uh, we'd encourage you during this month to get to know our strategic missionary partners. And we've tried to make that simple and give you tools. You'll see videos. We'll have people praying. Folks will start the service. One of the easiest things to do is that every one of our missionary partners is listed. Just take a look around. You guys see them all, right? All of our missionary partners are around this room with prayer points. And I really encourage you not just to come in sometime in the next 30 days. We can do this for the reason to exist mission we have with Jesus and take a little prayer walk. It can be after a service. You can come in on a Monday. Just come pray through all these friends of ours that we're united to. See the prayer points on that. I encourage you to pick one or two people. Say, Jesus, okay, I want one. I'm looking for one. And see if he'll lead you to one and make a real relationship with that people and keep it healthy. Maybe at the very least, pick one and send them a note. How cool would it be at the end of 30 days if all of our missions partners got a note from Hillcrest Church? Just really cool. Was that Kathy? High five somewhere. <laughs> like there would be, just if every one of them got a note that says, we are with you. God is with you. This is great. Amen. You know, like it's just, this does not have to be Shakespeare. Um, just write a note of encouragement. In the next week, we'll put out these prayer cards that Tim's talking about. And I just keep these in my office. I take these home. But if you want this too, you can pick this up next week. And you, all these posters just be repeated on these cards, and you can pray through it. You can go to our website, and we have a map and a list of missionaries, and you can pray through it that way. There's lots of ways to do that. Um, this year, we rolled out a new idea. Um, all, we've always encouraged going to visit missionary partners. Now, that's the, that's the epic connection with a missionary partner. Travel to see them in their context. It'll change you. It will help them. It will expand our mission. So this year, the Missions Corps has wisely rolled out a program called Traveling with a Purpose. And the idea is if you want to travel to go support and encourage one of our missionary partners, they have got an application. You fill out a simple application, and they may be able to provide some modest resources to send with you to be a blessing to our missionaries. And we've got those applications out in the lobby. Uh, You can pick those up anytime during Missions Month. So get to know our missionary partners. Two... Um, join us in praying for the nations. I don't have a time to get into a sermon on prayer, but I'm positive about this. You really ready? This will not happen without us praying about it because praying is how we get the heart of God for our neighbors. So let us uh, be involved in the hand of God. Let's have our hearts shaped by God's loves and this will shape us. This Wednesday night, we have a new wine gathering. It is a space where we come together to make space for God together. That is a great time for you to come And pray for the nations alongside us. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Always second Wednesday of the month. Number three, I would say consider a calling in to missions. Look, if we get through missions month and don't say, hey, does this strike something in you? We have missed an incredible opportunity. In fact, Hillcrest has a long and glorious history of people sitting out here saying, wait, that might be me. And then they become people like this who are up here, right? It starts with... I don't, I mean, is that me? That couldn't be me. God did not me. Oh, it's me. Oh my gosh, it's me. <laughs> you know? And the next thing you know, uh, this is what's going on. And so I just, I just 
make an, a space in your heart where God could say something to like that to you and just write that on a community card. That's the first step. Just writing on the community card, by the way, does not commit you to going on the missions field. You can just say, with trepidation, I'd like to talk to somebody and we'll, <laughs> we'll follow up with you. Uh, I'll spell trep, T-R-E, no, just kidding. Um, all right. Uh, number four, join the Mission Corps support team. The Mission Corps is a group of eight people. I'll say a little bit more about them, but these eight committed members of this community who carefully and deliberately do all this work, and they also have to set up all these stuff, and they could use folks around them that help them do that. That's something you'd be interested in. That's maybe even a great gateway into eventually ending up on the Mission Corps. So you can simply email missions at hcbellingham.com. Um, number five, and I... I obviously need to spend a minute here. Number five is financially partner to support our missionaries. And this is just brass tack stuff. And I'm not, co- I'm not making one more than the other. These all are vitally important. But this is, the, this is a very practical piece of the puzzle. We need to be able to do this work together. The work that we do in supporting our partners takes resources. And we just do this. This is part of Missions Month every year. Is we're like, you're right. This matters. This is a reason for our community to exist. It's a reason for us to individually exist. And uh, we follow God's call into generosity to see that supported. Um, For years, what we've done, many, many years, is fill out a faith promise pledge card. And the idea was there is we'd go through and people would make this, and every year they'd make this pledge. Like, I think God's calling me to do this. They'd write it on a pledge card, we'd chalk that up, and then we would trust that people would follow through on the pledge, and that was great. Um, This year, we're going to see if we can make it a little simpler. So there should be on a seat near you. You may be sitting on this right now, and you're wondering what that was. Uh, We've made this faith promise card. In fact, there's some explaining about what it is and some information on the back. If you didn't get one, you can't find one, raise your hand. We've got ushers who are ready to hand you one. Maybe everyone around has got you one. Just pop up your hand and somebody will hand you one. Um, It explains on here how this works. And again, we're just going to try to make it simpler this year. This year, we're just saying, instead of filling out a pledge card, and then we do that, and then coming around, we're hoping the next 30 days, uh, people will recommit to the resources they already give to Faith Promise or join us in that. And you can simply go to our website or you can just scan the QR code that's right on there and then go to the giving page at hcbellingham.com and set up a one-time gift or recurring giving. Recurring giving helps move the mission. The mission core will make a budget and it just sort of cuts a step out, right? Uh, here's the actual and real resources that are coming in. And if you're already giving, there's nothing to do but pray about what's going on uh, and be glad and excited that these things are happening. Um, we hope that everybody will join with us. Um, there are two financial pillars that hold up the mission of Hillcrest Church uh, and our work together. The first is our regular tithes and offerings. That's how we do mission right here. In this community, we gather here and we serve Fairhaven and we serve Bellingham and we serve Whatcom County and Skagit and, and far out into the county. That work together happens through our regular tithes and offerings. It's critical for us to continue to maintain mission. Alongside that, all of us uh, following a reason to do this and the generosity of God, we wildly also support Faith Promise. And those two together, Faith Promise allows us to be a sending organization 
Those two things allow us to be on mission in our community and be a faithful sending uh, community together. Those two things hold up our stated mission to love God, to grow together, and to care for the world. And so you've heard me say this before. I hope that everybody who calls Hillcrest Church their home will faithfully be involved in both of those pillars. Uh, If this is your place, then let's be on mission here in our community and let's be ascending people. And so we spend 30 days just reminding, hey, this is the opportunities for us to be able to do that, to recommit to it together. You're going to hear us say throughout the month, we uh, totally support the idea of direct giving relationships between you and people you get to know around this. Faith, the Faith Promise Fund is different. The Faith Promise Fund is our collective effort over decades to support shared missionary partners with a common fund that is generous and consistent. Kathy likes to say it this way, we never miss a payment. (laughs) We work together to make sure we can always be overly generous with the people that we have chosen together to be in missionary service with. These eight people volunteer scads of time to make sure they're working with good, reputable missionaries and mission organizations. They stay in close contact. They manage their budget carefully. They are extra generous. Um, We really say as a common effort, it's great if all of us can be involved in the Faith Promise Fund. Our missionaries can then rest assured we have the other end of the rope securely in our hand, and they can be courageous to do the work that God has called them to. So really simple. I hope you'll take the card home with you. Again, on the front are the instructions on the back where it says five ways. You'll see the five ways that I've talked about and then a QR code. You can scan that QR code and go to the page or you can grab a generosity envelope out of the back of your seat and find there's instructions on there too where you can just simply sign up for a one-time a recurring gift. And I know sometimes you, people come into a gathering and go, oh, I didn't want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about money either. I want to talk about mission. I want to talk about our mission together, and on that, I want to be. I want us to be meaningfully supporting the mission that we all commit to. It is a good reason for us to exist. It is the one of the central reasons we exist as a community of faith. And I think, um, beloved community, in a world where sometimes the offered reasons for living are short-term, self-interested, and even self-destructive that Jesus has invited us to lift our eyes and make this a month of celebrating and recommitting ourselves to participating in God's worthy, all-year-long mission to bring every tribe and tongue and nation, every hill and valley, every city and country into his grand and final restoration at the hands of of his daughters and sons in participation with them. Would you join me in this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you that you have done this immense thing, that you have called us into this incredible privilege. Help us to realign our lives. Thank you, God, that your mission and purpose doesn't wash away all our other ones. In fact, it helps make sense of all of them. Help us to be good spouses and good roommates, good friends, good siblings, good kids, good employees, because we know what is true about our life. And Lord, we commit ourselves to being on this mission with you. 
we have found that generously and joyfully participating with you, which doesn't feel self-interested, feels you interested, yields real purpose, real joy, the real goodness of in this life with you. We give it to you again in your faithful name. Amen. Thanks for connecting with Hillcrest Church. For more info on this and other sermons, visit us online at hcbellingham.com or join us at 9 or 11 a.m. any Sunday morning, 1400 Larrabee Ave, Bellingham, Washington.